The materials on this podcast are for informational and entertainment purposes only and are not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional. Hi, welcome to the Love Approach Project podcast, a space dedicated to bring you tips, ideas, and new ways in which you can live a more empowered life where stress doesn't take over and where love becomes the rule of the day. Enjoy! Today I have an amazing guest, someone that I have personally worked with. Uh, she's an artist and a healer and she <laughs> is multi-passionate. Uh, you know, you, you infuse mm -hmm. all your work with different healing modalities, sound healing, Reiki, mm -hmm. your music and all of this and you have dedicated your work to helping others and healing others and um, well she's known as Citadel but I know her as Larissa Casella <laughs> and she's my voice coach actually <laughs> so welcome Larissa thank you for having me oh, thank you for being here and so I today I forgot to mention that we are going to be talking about how to reclaim our power through the use of our voice yeah yes yeah how freeing our voice um, brings us back into our power. Yes, yeah. exactly. Let's begin, Larissa. I think it would be nice if our listeners learn a little bit about your story, how you got mm -hmm. into music and songwriting, all of this, but most importantly, how you got into healing through mm -hmm. your music. So, um, music has always been a really big part of me and who I am. And, and music and singing was a very physical experience for me but there was something else there was so much emotion there like I remember going to some singing lessons from when I was 13 to 18 just having so much emotion come up mm -hmm. and not really knowing why or like how to deal with it I was a teenager but there was something about singing that helped me release emotion and, and unlock that flow oh. um, so then after uni, I, I did kind of the traditional singer-songwriter thing and I pushed and pushed and I worked so, so hard. I travelled in America. I went to London for a few years and lived there. I just, I loved it so much, but something wasn't clicking. Something wasn't happening. And when I was 13, I started getting headaches. Mm -hmm. and pretty much had a constant headache from when I was 13 until a few years ago. Wow. So there was also this thread that underneath my heart passion of music was my health, that just something was always pulling me there, just waving at me, but I didn't know how to listen. My parents were so beautiful in that they always tried to help me and do all these things, but it was always looking outside of myself for the answer because I was broken, something was wrong with me, no one knew what was wrong with me. Um, and that was really confusing and very emotional for me as a teenager, just having to cope with constant pain, but also not having an answer as to why. And I would look into my future and it would, 
it would somewhat <coughs> I couldn't look that far and thinking that I would be living with pain for that long so that always was there and um, when I was uh, 25 I moved home from London and my health was not very good I had headaches all the time constant sinus infections I had glandular fever tonsillitis constantly throat infections Everything. all this stuff yeah. got my tonsils out moved my sinus like there was just I wasn't getting to the root of it mm. and you know doctors would prescribe me Valium just like symptom just trying to uh, numb the symptoms exactly yeah, yeah. But nothing getting to the root. And I, yeah, as I said, I came home from London when I was 25. Um, I had a few sinus surgeries and I started doing yoga and that was the turning point for me. That practice of coming into my body and into the present moment, that was just really, really helpful for me and my system, my nervous system. Um, and then a few years ago, I went traveling with my husband and we were in Lagos in Portugal and I had a massage with a lady at a yoga studio and she said, I think you should go see this lady called Michaela. She's actually Australian, but she's living here. Wow. I think she can really help you. Yeah. I think you should go book a session. And, and I'm pretty open-minded. I've tried, so, <laughs> by that point I had yeah. tried so much that mm -hmm. I was really open to whatever was mm -hmm. coming into mm -hmm. my world. And so I went and had three sessions with this woman and that was the catalyst for my spiritual awakening. Wow. Everything changed after that. Wow. Um, it was incredible. I started feeling energy. I started to feel better. Um, I just saw the world in a different way and after that I'd booked to go on a yoga retreat in um, California and I got there and everyone's talking about energy and everyone's talking about all these things that I'd started being aware of and that was just a beautiful landing place to be like oh there's other people like me I, f I felt at home I was like oh my god I'm at home these, these are my people I belong somewhat yeah. and the the um, facilitator at the end, she said, I think, I think there's something about you and like singing music for yoga or healing, like she'd planted a seed. And at the time I thought, oh no, I'm doing my thing, I'm doing this. But she told me three books to read, which changed my life. A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, uh, Conversations with God <laughs> and Journey of a Soul. And so I ate those books up and everything started to change. I started healing myself. I had pain-free moments and then days. Um, and just this world just resonated so deeply with me and my soul and my purpose that everything I learned, I just wanted to share and help others. And um, I just love the path I took that was really difficult and challenging in my life with my health, um, not understanding my emotions, my sensitivity, mm. not feeling like I could speak up or speak my truth. Yeah. I just love being the person I wish that I had had during that time. Mm. Um, and that's why I do what I do. I just love creating spaces for people to return to themselves. Yeah so that they can know themselves. And, and 
take healing into their own hands somewhat because that's what it's about empowering everyone because you are your own healer you know this but Mm. we just facilitate and we just hold the space so that other people can heal yeah how awesome Mm. i really liked how when you in your story you were going through all these basically you could see what was going wrong let's say Mm -hmm. you know you had an awareness of all of that Mm -hmm. and all of all of that was actually very much related to your throat chakra, <laughs> which is, you know, the chakra of expression and communication and all of this. And then you find your place and your healing in being able to express it, right? To mm-hmm. use it, to sing it or talk. I, yeah, as I, I look back on my life and I see all these moments, I'm, I know everything is exactly as it was meant to be. I never would have arrived where I am now mm-hmm. without those experiences. But yeah, have, the body, this is something that I have come to know, the body is just an alarm system for when we're out of alignment with mm-hmm. who we came here to be. So, you know, you might get, you might just always get, lose your voice, say. Mm-hmm. You start losing your voice all the time and then you don't really know it or still pay attention to that or you push it under the rug and then that's that, Losing your voice is always laryng- oh, I always get laryngitis. These stories we start telling ourselves, or um, yeah, tonsillitis. Then I got tonsillitis, had my tonsils removed, and then the the scream and the communication from the body it doesn't go away by just removing that part of the body. I know it's <laughs> it's kind of like oh wow that was your messenger. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, of course it's hard to notice in a in a world that tells us that that's okay yeah you know, that, that it's okay to remove parts of your body that do not work yeah right so yeah that, rather than saying okay hmm. why why is this presenting what's hmm. the body communicating yeah. and now i i see my body is this very sensitive but beautiful communication system larissa you also mentioned as you were talking um, about your story that you were not connected to your authentic voice and for many people, they would be like, what is my authentic voice? I have mm-hmm. no idea what that even means. So what is that? And why is it important that we know and that we are connected to it? Yeah, so I see the singing voice and the speaking voice as being really connected. So as I work worked on myself and as I work with clients, when we free our singing voice, it affects the way we are in our life and how we communicate. When we start to speak up for ourselves and communicate, it frees up and empowers us so that we feel like we can sing too. So I always work with both Mm -hmm. um, because the throat chakra is this feminine and masculine within it. So the feminine is the singing and the masculine is the being in our power and speaking and communicating. Mm -hmm. So that's working with both. So growing up as a singer, I was always told how to sing by my singing teachers. Mm. My family always had little input friends. <laughs> Everyone watches The Voice and Australian Idol, so everyone's a critic, right? Yeah, yes. So I always had people in my ear telling me how to sing, what I should sing, what I should write my songs about. Wow. Um, and it was always this outward influence. Yeah. So I guess that you guys who are listening can relate in terms of how do you shut down your voice or where do you shut down your voice 
make your voice smaller or change what you want to say for other people. Yes. What environments are you in when you do that? Who are you around? Is it your family, your friends? If you were in the middle of Manly Dam or in the middle of the bush, you would you sing? Yes. If you were in front of other people, would you sing? Maybe not. Why is that? What are the stories you tell yourself about your voice? And these we pick up from such a young age. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just it, those stories and those comments that um, teachers, family members, friends say to one another, they're so damaging. So you guys can start to look at the stories you tell yourself around your voice. Like yeah. so many clients of mine come to me and they're like, I can't sing, I'm tone, <laughs> know, I'm tone deaf. <laughs> it's like when I started downloading all this sound and, and channeling when I came to see you and I was like, I am being asked to sing and I'm being asked to use mm. my voice in my healing work. And yet I still don't believe that I can, you know, because mm -hmm. I was always told or so I thought anyway, that my voice wasn't a singing voice. Hmm? Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I realized when I started seeing you and for our uh, lessons and, and time together was that the fact that I felt or that I couldn't sing also felt or meant that I didn't feel free to speak up or free to say what I really meant mm -hmm. or what I really needed or what I really wanted. Mm -hmm. And I guess that that's that's related, isn't it? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's so many stories. You know, the one about being, oh, I'm tone deaf. So this is so common and, and it's only 1% of the population that are actually tone deaf or it's called amusic. Yeah. So they hear a different note to what we're hearing. Okay. So uh -huh. when they try to sing it, it's the note that they're hearing, not the note that the rest of us are hearing. Okay. So you're probably not tone deaf if that's your story. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Another one is um, like in terms of uh, speaking voice, my voice doesn't matter. My opinion doesn't matter. Mm. Um, oh, I'm not, I'm not good at talking. That was one of mine. I can't believe I'm on a podcast right now. But as a kid, I would do public speaking, debating. I was the vice captain, I was a prefect. Oh God, but then Me too, yes. But then somewhere I got lost along the way. Yeah. And... And now I'm learning to come back into that authentic expression rather than worrying about what everyone thinks and buying into those stories. So by the time you're kind of a teenager, those stories really start to sink yeah. their teeth in. So it's about... And that's when we have lost power. Our authenticness. Yes. Yeah. We've kind of been moved away through conditioning, yeah. away from our authentic voice and our authentic expression. So what I love helping people do is seeing what stories they're telling themselves. Um, it's so normal. Everyone has these around our voice. And what I've noticed is through working with people from different cultures is that the voice can tell us so much about ourselves. Mm. So different cultures um, speak in different volumes, speeds. Um, it's really normal in some cultures to just like speak over the top of each other that's so true yeah yeah in colombia we cannot do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> and some some voices really leave the body easily some stay more in the body they're a lot breathier so once we start having that awareness around 
what is my voice? What's my authentic voice? Where have I been conditioned to keep my voice small? Where have I been conditioned that I need to be loud so that I'm heard, so that I feel important? Like there's so much there um, that can be explored and healed. Because when we let go of all that, the layers that aren't us, that we've just kind of put on as armour, we we aren't expressing our truth. We aren't expressing from our heart. Yeah. But once we let go of it all, we can come back to that authenticity, which yeah we've been talking about. Yeah, I I really love this aspect of you know of of this conversation and of this work, the work that you do, because it really feels like you reclaim a missing part, right? Mm. And you finally feel like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if people mm-hmm. like it or not. Yeah. It's about you being able to be true to you. Mm-hmm. What else have you noticed in your practice you know, of seeing clients? And what, what are the biggest shifts that you've noticed? So you have, everyone is really different in, in what awakens when they start to use their voice. So sometimes when we start to sing and open up the throat chakra, then there's this sense of freedom so i see i see the heart open up a lot once you open up the throat and and the solar plexus too is this come like my voice is worth being heard like and coming back into your power and that opening and then the sacral too they're the really big shifts i see tied in with the throat too yeah and what was I guess in terms of singing, I'd always sung and I see that with my clients and I, I help nurture that part of them. But if I always say, if you want to heal your throat chakra and open it up, we can do all the work and all the singing and that yeah. feminine, soft, nurturing side of the <clears throat> throat chakra opens up. But if we're not speaking up for ourselves in reality outside of this room with us together, yeah nothing is going to change so once you decide that you want to move into this no doubt life will throw at you tests in which Mm -hmm. you need to speak and set boundaries or communicate it's so empowering to be able to back yourself through your voice through your voice yes and i like what you say about being aware that there are tests once you decide to start this journey of healing and speaking your truth and you're being authentic things are going to come to you to show you that you can do it Mm -hmm. and awareness in that moment is so important Mm -hmm. right otherwise we'll just go back into the same place yeah Hmm. yeah exactly Mm. how how do you see laughter and and is that part of like voice is that part of expressing that Mm. what have you found so through facilitating breath work so I do breath work and sound healing um, journeys and I just tie everything in so what when I do breath work on my own so for anyone who's not done breath work before um, the way I do it is through a circular breathing pattern so you breathe into your belly breathe into your chest and then you release both in and out of the mouth okay so how would that look well sorry for those listening (laughs) so yeah so you can just listen so you lie on your back and you go (sighs) oh okay 
And you breathe through your nose or through your, or through your mouth? Both in and out of the mouth. Oh, okay, mm. through your mouth. Okay. So in a breathwork journey, you breathe between, I don't know, there's so many different types in my breathwork journeys, between about 15, 20 minutes. Okay. And it's a, it's a beautiful way to release energy from the physical body and, and the energetic body. can also be a really uh, spiritual experience and you can go to different realms and experience different levels of consciousness. Um, but through this breath, so I always say with the voice, the voice is just breath, but the vocal cords are vibrating together, which creates sound. So in these breath work journeys, everyone's breathing and they're you know, having some releases, but as soon as they start, so you breathe, just a sigh, another shift. And then, ah, and ah, there's even more. And then whatever's really intuitive, like screaming, ah, whatever kind of frequency or note feels natural yeah. for the body to release some people laugh yeah. in this process okay. too so some people are laughing but you think about all these really big moments in our lives mm -hmm. so um, when we cry when we really cry there's <laughs> sobbing and sound yeah. when um, when we orgasm, there's like screaming sometimes when it's that intense. Mm -hmm. Childbirth is screaming. Laughter, which is just so big. All these really intense emotions we express with sound. Yeah. And I think it's, from what I see, sound just adds another level to healing and expression. It just lets the body know that it's safe to release and let yeah. go. There's something else that, it's another way in which we can let go. So we let go through breath, sound and movement. Yeah. So when we add all these together, it's just such a healing way. Yeah. And laughter is definitely within <laughs> that. So, okay, going back to reclaiming our power through using our voice mm. and kind of like putting together everything that we've talked about today. What would be kind of like, let's say, a step-by-step if we could call it like that, mm. to reclaim our power through using our voice. If you're at the very beginning mm -hmm. of your journey with your voice and sound, I, the first thing I, I have people do is just hum. Mm. Just humming, because it can be scary to open the mouth and put sound out into the world. So just start humming and and see if you can feel the vibration on your lips, maybe in your throat, in your chest. Mm. Mm. So your first thing you'll be thinking about how silly it is that what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> can anyone hear me? Yeah. So the mind just loves to like chime in. Yeah. But what we wanna do is drop into the body and feel what it is that you're doing. Yeah. So humming, so you can, do that if that feels comfy then you can open the mouth so mm, ah, just put sound out into the world beautiful mm. okay so so people at home could go humming for a few days and then allow the sound when it goes to come out mm -hmm. to allow it mm. to just flow okay. yeah okay. yeah and and I mean find your your favorite song sing along to it in the car just yeah, great. Just okay. sing, sing as much as you can. There's something so joyful and opening of the heart. Like you just open your heart when you sing. Yeah. 
and when you feel good and you feel joyous you're happy to be at home as in your body and as you and that is so empowering to be comfortable mm. in who you are um, if there's something you'd like to say to someone and it scares you you're not alone mm. I know exactly how that feels it still scares me yeah. if just practice in those moments where you, there's something you want to say just know that you can say it and holding space for yourself as you do it just like I got this I got this and every time you speak up for yourself the next time it's just a little bit easier I promise the more you do it the better you feel and so the more you want to do it so I would say just start singing and making sound where you feel comfortable maybe in the car where no one can hear you <laughs> wherever that might be maybe that's just doing the om at the end of your yoga class because so many people mind that too yeah. Just see if you can be brave and courageous and make sound and speak up for yourself. Say what you want to say. I, yeah, definitely. I, I love the, the part of saying it and practicing and doing it. Do you think that perhaps also writing it could kickstart voice? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I guess I've only ever, I haven't thought about that before. I mean, I did that for so long. I wrote songs about all the things <laughs> I wanted to say. I never did it. I think there is, there is something about sound, whether it's singing and whether it's spoken, it being put, it, with the intention of it being put into the world. Writing is so powerful and I love it, but you have to be more courageous to speak or sing it. And I right. think that's where the work is. If it scares the shit out of you, yeah. that's where you got to go. <laughs> you heard her. <laughs> You've got to do it. <laughs> yes, I love that. And I, I, I think your advice is so valuable. You know, to start with something small, mm. having baby steps, we will get there. Mm -hmm. And that's it, yeah. yeah. And just work your, work your way up to it. Yeah, you want to you push a little bit into your edge because it's scary and if you stay in your comfort zone, you'll never change. I don't know if you watched the um, Netflix special with Brenda Brown. <gasps> so good. Oh my God, <sighs> I was like, ah. <laughs> I love it, oh my God. Yeah. Everyone has a girl crush. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just, um, I don't remember what the exact words were, but it was all around being able to also say or express love, you know, and just kind of mm. like, it, it takes courage to do mm -hmm. that, to tell someone that you love them. You know, the same as it takes courage to say that you didn't like something or that you, you know, you didn't feel good or mm -hmm. appreciated or valued. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I feel and see is that we don't really express it that often and we don't use our voice to express how much we care for one another. Mm. Do you have any suggestions around that as to how we can use our voice mm. to communicate with others in a loving, you know, to let them know that we love them. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about this concept a little bit over the past few weeks and, you know, you, you can hear things so many times, but when you're ready to really hear it, it's when you embody it. And I've been wanting to call in more love in, into my life. And in a, in a breathwork ceremony I saw, you want more love, you give more love. 
And it's not in, in, I guess, a selfish way of knowing you're going to get it back, but I think it takes courage and vulnerability, as Brene Brown would say, to to tell someone how you truly feel and know that that might make them uncomfortable. Mm. But I got it. Like, I'm staying in where I want to be. I want more love, so I'm staying in love. Mm. Um, I see that with some of my family members. They're not typically affectionate or they don't know how to like receive love and so they can get a little bit awkward when you when you go there but that's not going to stop me because staying where someone is is never going to help them grow you by being more loving and and being how you want the world to be it means that people are only going to just move to where you are so it takes yeah that that courage to be vulnerable and be loving and, and speak love into the world. But that's what that's all what we want, isn't yes, it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. We, we, I think we all want a loving world and loving mm. relationships. Mm. So we can start that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being there for us, as you say, holding ourselves there, supporting ourselves in that process mm. and being taking the, the leap Mm-hmm. Of being the first ones who knows to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to go first. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So why not? You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and Larissa, so this is the Love Approach Project podcast. Mm-hmm. So I need to ask you, how do you approach life with love? <sighs> Give me a moment. How do I approach life with love? I think just letting life breathe in its own way and not trying to control what I need from life. I think that letting it just be and be open to what presents and like in the flow and just trusting. I think that trust of that life will show me what I need and it will show me joy rather than trying to control what I need yeah. to happen. I think that's that's how I feel right now. I think it's forever changing, but that's where I'm, where I'm at right now. Beautiful, I love it. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You're welcome. And I think we've come to the end of our podcast. We could keep talking about <laughs> so many different things. <laughs> but I just wanted to thank you for sharing your wisdom with all the listeners and with me, of course. Mm. That's my pleasure. Yeah, very nice to have you here as part of this project. And so um, if people want to find out about you, where do they look for you? Where do they find you? Cool. So um, I'm probably most active on my Instagram page, which is at Citadel Soul Music. So they can go there or Facebook is Citadel Soul Music. My website, citadelsoulmusic.com. Um, yeah, they can come meet me and share in some of my events that I do or they can search Citadel on any of the music platforms, digital music platforms and they can find, I've got a few EPs and my album comes out very soon so I think when you listen my album will be out so (laughs) um, that would be a yeah beautiful place to start. Well, so you now know where to find Larissa Citadel Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and uh, We'll be in touch. 
Thank you, Larissa. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Love Approach Project Podcast. It is an honor for me to bring you content that can help you grow, heal, and learn new tools that can support you in your day-to-day -day life. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so now. There are many more guests and new curated topics every week to keep supporting you in your path to health and healing. I am on a mission to support you in releasing stress and in making love the rule of your everyday. Until next week.